we start today's episode, just to let you know, you can now nominate for the 2025 Northern Power Women Awards. To be in with a chance of celebrating with changemakers, trailblazers and advocates on the 6th of March 2025. Nominate now at wearepower.net. Women podcast for your career and your life, no matter what business you're in. Hello, and welcome to a brand new episode of the Northern Power Women podcast. I'm Sam Walker, sweltering in the Arizona heat. She's Simone Roche, enjoying a balmy afternoon in Liverpool. Oh, I'm really regretful of putting a jersey jumpsuit on. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I don't know what to say to that. I like the thought of you in a jersey jumpsuit, but yeah, probably not great in about, what, 28 it is today? Not oh, good. Do you know what? This wasn't forecast till tomorrow, but it came early and I thought I was being all cool with my little Baltic triangle jumpsuit on today, but no, a little, a little bit, um, a little bit um, moist. Yeah. Glow, ladies, glow. Don't glow, forget. thank you. Awesome I knew it was the wrong glow. word. Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> can't unsee you... or unhear any of that now, can we? <laughs> It's a great start. We've hit the ground running as ever on the podcast. Look, let's get serious and talk business. Uh, You've been really busy this week with some fantastic power circles. What has been those main topics of conversation? Because you always find when you get together with the Northern Power Women Power List, these themes emerge, this great work is done. There's a real thought leadership going on. So what's this week been about? Yeah, all of that. You know, we did did six power circles in 28 hours uh, across the six regions. I know, and it was, it seemed madness at the time uh, when we were planning it, but I knew it would work because you were almost in that flow of having these conversations. And, you know, one of the the two things, actually, the two things are almost at different ends of the spectrum. So one was about the, um, we, when I was on the, the BBC Victoria Derbyshire the other week, we talked about having a seat at the table. Um, mm. And now we're very much about taking control and actually come to our table because we've done four yeah. rounds of these power circles. We've spoken over to 200 people and we've gathered an amount of insight, data, and it is absolutely about actually, you know, come and hear what we have to say because there's certain things that are not good at the moment in presenteeism is back in force in certain organizations. So we know as we, we talked about Unilever, um, last week and we, you know, I've been talking, um, with Lloyds Banking Group this week, Emily Cox, you know, many of the big organisations are not going back into the workplace. Um, I think Google this week said July uh, 21 or, or something like wow. that. But, but actually for those sort of still reasonable sized businesses, but not the big multinationals, there is there is absolutely presenteeism um, kind of creeping back in, whereby one conversation I had with two female partners, different organisations, different sectors, um, talked about this necessity for meetings in the office, um, necessity for having to be here, necessity um, for having to have a meeting at this time. And it, it seems very old school, that. It seems very, almost about, re, you know, re, um, claiming a, a boy's space, if you like. Um, and the other thing was the, the language, the language and the attitude towards people working from home was that they were either 
asleep or in a deck chair. And this seems, I, excuse me, is it 1994? What has happened? Oh, Why? I know. Every single business we've spoken to have talked about productivity going up during the pandemic because people are focused, because there isn't the distractions of phone ringing, of just general office chit chat. Everyone we've spoken to has talked about the rise in productivity because of home working. And now these conversations are saying that people at home are lazy. I mean, frankly, what does it matter if, like me, you're currently in a swimming suit? We're still getting this <laughs> podcast done. No, but genuinely, seriously, what... What, where have these conversations come from? It's unbelievable. And I think it was, I think one of the conversations that started from the fact of, um, well, well, what do you mean you, you, you can't come into the office? You've got a teenager. You know, you, you haven't needed to do that, you know, previous summer holidays. You know, they do that, you know, you, you haven't needed to be um, at home. But hold on a second. We've just had at least four months at home with our families, with our pets. Mm. We talked the other week, didn't we, about doggy depression and leaving yeah. dogs at home. You know, we're, we're considering more about our dogs than our, our teenagers who are actually, we know from our Northern Power Futures podcast, are suffering. Yeah. And, you know, we're all got, I've got real anxiety and fear about being in limbo, losing creativity, not knowing what the heck is going on. And it was, that's where it started from. And then another conversation I had, oh, we're on it, aren't we? But, you know, the, Another conversation we had was actually I went into uh, one of our meeting rooms. I've been through the meeting rooms and said, you know, well, we can now have X amount in this room, X amount in this room, X amount in this room. Every time now I go back in, there is one more chair. They are closer mm. together. And you're like, what kind of game is this? Mm. Well, you know, this is a global health crisis pandemic. Nobody is trying to get one-upmanship on anybody else or has made or forced this to happen. So, you know what? I, I mean, do you know what my gut feeling was, Sam? And, you know, you just wanted to cry. Culture absolutely sucks within that workplace. Get out. You know, um, and that, you know, and I know it's, it, it, it's challenging times and stuff like that, but I, I was, and I've heard this and, and different forms of this across different conversations. So that I thought presenteeism had gone away, particularly, um, equal partnerships, homeschooling, home responsibilities, caring responsibilities. There's, there is elements of, 1940s 1950s Britain and that's it's a real worry I'm, I'm really worried but then on the other side you have got the likes of great organizations who are gone you know how do you want to work because there isn't two ways there aren't two ways of working home or away you know mm. <laughs> home or away. there are multiple opportunities so I ha we have to feel uplifted by that approach but I'm fearful of the the dinosaur culture over well, to this side you know it's awful do you know what in a way I'm not fearful because what we've seen and we've talked about this a lot on previous podcasts is the new generation aren't interested in living to work they're not the generation that are coming up the millennials and the gen zers are saying wait a minute this working has got to work for me I've got to be able to, this work-life balance is so much more sort of ingrained in their DNA than I think it ever was for our generation. And we've seen younger people, and we know the skill shortages across so many sectors, they're going to vote with their feet. And I know we're in a, at a really strange time at the moment when perhaps a lot of people don't feel they have that power, because unfortunately there is huge issues in the economy and there are issues within 
uh, people keeping and well retaining and finding jobs. However, I remember speaking to so many top female executives over the last couple of years as part of this podcast who were saying, we're really noticing that young people want a holistic approach to work. And that's why we're offering things like yoga at work and being able to work from home when you've got young children. And there's all this flexibility because it's not going to wash. This whole, oh, well, this is what you need to do, unfortunately, because, oh, we're, well, we're lucky to be in work because we're women and so we better suck it up. That is changing. So if these companies yeah. dig their heels in and say presenteeism or out the door, people will go, see ya. I really believe that. Do you know, I had, I had a call today. He's one of our powerless niece and she's, uh, you know, what, would you, could you have a, a conversation? Of course I can, you know. Um, anyway, I, I had a call with her and we started talking about, you know, she's finished her degree, obviously had to exit her academic experience early, you know, mm. through through COVID and, and stuff, but wants to come back up north to to work because she really loved the vibe of the university that that she she was in and the town and, and everything that went with it. But we were talking about things and she said something and uh, she says, one of the questions I've been asking on virtual interviews is, could I ask what you know, what measures you're taking to ensure the safety and the well-being of your employees? And mm. I just thought that was cracking. And that absolutely goes to your point. It's about purpose. I want to be somewhere. It doesn't matter whether you're the the big Uber brand. I want to work where the culture and yep. the authenticity uh, is and the principles are right for me. And I, I think that was was brilliant. In fact, so much so I got to go and record it for the Northern Power Futures <laughs> because brilliant. I thought it's a great question. Yeah. And, and I think this is where Actually, this is a way that our employers that maybe aren't getting it, listen to the, listen to the young people, take that reverse mentorship stance and listen and hear what the challenges are because that might help you as well to be yeah. that employer of choice yeah 100% and just to pick up on a point you made earlier on about you know we are still in a global pandemic here and people are still concerned there was a, a great bit of research out this week from King's College London and Ipsos Mori and in May so we're really I suppose in the kind of peak of lockdown 48% of people said that they felt an increase in anxiety or depression, okay? So that's nearly half of us in May, because of the pressures of lockdown, felt an increase in anxiety and depression. We're now nearly in August. Well, by the time this podcast releases, we'll be in August. And lockdown has eased. People are returning to work. There is that sense of, quote, normality. What do you think the level of increased depression and anxiety is now, this week? I'd say it's gone up. Do you know, it's the same. It's the same. Wow. And I think that's what's interesting is that, it, well, it's 46%, so it's basically the same. And I think that speaks volumes that, yes, there is this return to normality. Yes, people are going back into the office. They're meeting up, you know, thank goodness with grandparents and friends and, and loved ones. But it doesn't mean we're all feeling OK about things. And that's what employers have to realise in this, because, the, you know, the the research speaks for itself. We're still feeling anxious. We know from the Northern Power Futures podcast, which was released last week, young people are proportionately uh, more likely to feel anxious about everything that is happening in the world right now. And we should be listening to them because they are the future and they are the next generation. And it's it's not a, it's not a case that, well, hunky-dory, let's skip along and everything's A-OK now. It's not. They need to be mindful it's of that, employers. 
Absolutely. Otherwise, it will, it will change their talent pipeline. It will change, you know, sort of the, how they, how they, how they're actually understanding. You know, we talked last week, didn't we, about that customer service approach, mm. you know, and how people are going to be judged on, on how they deal with people. It's exactly the same with how employees are going to deal with, uh, their employees. I, you know, I heard from one of our, again, a young, uh, person in our, you know, one of our volunteers, um, who talked about he, he was applying for an apprenticeship and he's not got it. And he found out on his 18th birthday, I'm devastated for him. And he's right now feeling, you know, just flat. And the the thing was, it probably is the fact that the apprenticeships were being reduced. It's not his ability. It's the fact that they're probably the role wasn't there. So he's trying to, to kind of boost that, the confidence, the yeah. confidence bit, you know. So, yeah, uh, yeah we, we need to really be mindful. We all need arms wrapping around us at times, don't 100%. we, you know. Yeah. But I, I think sometimes a bit, you know, gosh, we're talking a lot about the Northern Power Futures podcast this on the Northern mm. Power Women one. That's probably because we're aspiring for another podcast award, Sam. Why not? Um, <laughs> <laughs> but but I, I think it's just obviously because it's, it's come out last week uh, and we've had such great feedback on it. And we've got obviously O-level, A-level, not O-level, A-level. What are they in this in this world? GCSE yeah. results coming out in a, in a few weeks. It's There's lots of kind of key milestones and I believe it's only something like 25 days till kids go back to school as well. So there's lots of lots of happening lot you yeah. know lots of moving forward and, and and lots to kind of cause anxiety so i think we have to keep listening keep talking um keep you know wrapping that arm around i think it's so important 100% you know a good way to feel good and positive about the world and engage it's only life lessons simone i love it explain what life lessons are every week Oh, we love the life lessons. We ask members of our Northern Power Women community from all parts of the globe to share uh, five answers to questions. We have 12 questions. They pick five and then they send us their responses. And it's brilliant because, you know what, we're not all the same. And this yeah. week we've got the amazing Lieutenant Penny Thackeray from the Royal Navy. And she is she was the first ever submariner who happens to be female um, and she has got a real different set of life lessons this week so here's Penny. I'm Lieutenant Penny Thackeray Royal Navy and I'm the Deputy Naval Liaison Officer for the North of England. If I had a chance to change a decision in my career what would it be? Well when I chose my degree subject at age 17 I chose what I felt would be most sensible and would have the greatest chance of a career and I chose biotechnology and microbiology, even though I knew I wasn't that interested in working in a lab. What I'm passionate about is evolution, and if I could go back, I would study this as I went into academia anyway. Studying a subject I'm passionate about would have been much easier to progress in a career, and a degree subject doesn't exactly define what your career's going to be anyway, so I could have probably still got a job in a biotech company if I'd really wanted to. So if I could go back, I would change what I study to what I'm really passionate about. When have you faced imposter syndrome and what did you do about it? Well, I've been pathologically shy my entire life and I feel like everyone knows more than me, is more confident and I'm just making it up to get by. But as you get older, you find out how many people feel this way and they are just trying to seem confident too. You can't stop being shy on some levels but if you can tell yourself that you know your subject and most people around you want to see you succeed, then it's not that bad. What would you tell the 25-year-old self about work-life balance? 
Well, I was heavily into athletics when I was 25 and put more focus on that than my career. I will probably have to tell myself to put a little bit more of an eye on my career if that's what I really cared about. But I have never regretted it and I think I had a good life-work balance back then. There's always more work to come later in life and athletics gave me more confidence than anything else has ever done. Tell us about a time you've had to be resilient. Well, I joined the submarine service as one of the first three women. Not only must you pass extensive exams on all parts of the submarine, but you must also face the isolation of being at sea with no contact with the outside world for over three months. In addition to this, being the first women, you are not judged as individuals, but as women. And whether the project will be a success is very much on your shoulders. When the lid closed on the submarine, I was very much of a mindset of, that's it, there's no going back now. So the next three and a half months is already complete. There's no point in looking at it any other way. When have you taken a risk and what happened? Well, at age 33, I left academic research and joined the Royal Navy as a training manager, looking for a fresh challenge and one where I could help people develop in their training and careers. It was a huge change to the work environment I was used to and I met people of a completely different mindset to those I'd met before. But in that time, I've achieved firsts that I couldn't have done if I'd stayed in academia. I've hugely increased my understanding of people, and now I have a role engaging with the public, showing what the Royal Navy does. So the risk was certainly well worth it. Thank you so much to the wonderful Lieutenant Penny Thackeray. Do you know the things I loved most about those life lessons. My real takeaways from that, Simone, number one was her talking about finding herself in this environment where she was other. She was, you know, that first woman and just saying, it is what it is. I just got to get on with it. And a sort of amplification of that. When she said, there we are, I was in the submarine and I knew that I had three months and and, and frankly, I didn't, there was no point being anxious about the fact I wasn't going to see another living soul apart from the people on the submarine for three months because it just is what it is. So I just got (laughs) on with it. And I thought that is sometimes the most fantastic attitude to take because if we find ourselves in a situation that's really challenging, we can use so much energy thinking, how do I stop this happening? How do I get out of this? How can I make this feel okay? When actually, if you can't change anything, accept it and use your energy towards something positive. That's my takeaway from Penny. I thought that was awesome. And it was just so proper Yorkshire, down to world, straightforward talk, wasn't it? Love her, love her, love her. It was brilliant. Brilliant stuff. Uh, Now, look, before we head off into the sunset, um, a couple of things I've noticed this week. Do you remember a few weeks ago we were discussing social media and the news and sort of conspiracy theories around coronavirus and how people, depending on where they consume their news, were more or less likely to feel a certain way? Well, this week, more interesting research has come out. Again, it's our friends at King's College London and Ipsos Morig. I'm a fan of their work because I just think they ask really interesting questions. So this week, of course, uh, a couple of weeks as we are on from having from masks being mandated in public spaces and stores in the UK, one in 10 people, it shows, feel that wearing a face mask is bad for your health. So one in 10 people fly in the face of all the research that is out there and the myriad of doctors who were online saying, look at my oxygen levels, they do not go down with me wearing a mask. And frankly, why would you feel comfortable about a surgeon doing a 12-hour brain operation wearing a mask for 12 hours 
if in any way wearing a mask <laughs> impaired your cognitive function. I'd say that would be pretty bad. However, what's interesting is one in 10 people, and I'm not talking about people with any underlying health issues, I'm talking about regular folk, one in 10 think that wearing a face mask is bad for your health. However, if you look at people who get their news from WhatsApp, who even knew that people got news from WhatsApp, which basically just shows it's completely unsubstantiated share stories, that goes over a quarter. So more than wow. a quarter of people. And again, it just shows, doesn't it? People who who believe the government wants us to wear face masks because they want to control us. 13, one in eight people think that. As soon as you get to people who get their news from WhatsApp, 30%, 30%. Wow. And I just think, again, I, 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 it infuriates me that anybody would not spend the time when it's something as important as our health and our well-being to look at various sources because guess what i have looked at the videos where people say oh wearing a mask's terrible i've looked at the so-called doctors who've said this is all a conspiracy and i've made my judgments by reading lots and lots of different things and i just think we owe it to ourselves don't we to read lots of different opinions because social media can be an echo chamber but it seems a lot Absolutely. of people don't don't see that way there still feels like there's this 50-50 approach, you know, 50% are like, right, we're going to do this. And whether or not it's presenteeism, whether or not it's wearing masks, we went into um, a well-known department store, not a mm. department store, a DIY store yeah. um, with two letters in it. Anyway, uh, first thing, thought, if it, we're going to go, I'm going to go first thing, you know, 8am when it opens, uh, in the queue, outside, masked up, you know, sanitised on, all that kind of thing. And there's there's now, you know, obviously the announcements over the tannoys, you must wear a mask. And the the, the store attendant went, um, excuse me, madam, uh, you, 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 it is law now to wear a mask. Is it? Who said? When did that happen? You kind of just looking around. Well, you can buy a mask here and you can do that. Mm. No. As I left the store, there she was with her purchases, not really giving a rat's ass about anyone else or whatever. But then the sadder thing that there's probably another dozen people exactly the same. And I think the, there is because the, 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 whatever they're consuming by where you just said, WhatsApp stories, shared gifts, whatever mm, that may be. Yeah. And it's a real worry. It's the same, probably the same stories that are saying that the, the vaccine, when we get the vaccine, um, we will all be microchipped at the same time. So there's the other conspiracy theory. There's I many. Know. And I just think in a really weird way, it gives people who obviously feel like they don't have much power in society a sense of power. If they can walk to the front of the line at B&Q and go, no, I'm not wearing a mask because someone shared something on Facebook, it makes them feel like they've got a bit of power. And that's the way that I suppose I'm I'm understanding why their their brains are working that way, because it makes them feel like they have a bit of control in a world where, blimey, this year has showed us none of us really have any control over or anything yeah. <laughs> because the world is crazy right now. I want to leave with some good news though. Are you ready? Go on, your hit car, me with it. Your car insurance has gone down for the first time in absolutely years. I suppose it's because we're all driving less. The average cost of car insurance in the UK has gone down 40 quid in the past three months. So can we just have a little round oh. of applause for a little bit of good news in the world? Oh, <laughs> I'm, looking, I'm looking for me, me podcast blower. I can't find it. I need to have it on standby every week. Oh, We need God. to have Love. a trumpet sound effect, don't we? <laughs> that was pathetic on both our parts, I have to say. And and obviously, final good news, I've done the outside edges of the Albert Albert Doc Jigsaw. Well, this is all the news we need for this week. I think you should (laughs) probably share that with with the UN. (laughs) We all need that good news in our life. 
Brilliant stuff, Simone. As ever, fantastic to speak to you. You get on jigsawing. And of course, please do not forget, we would love to hear your life lessons. Send us an email, podcast at northernpowerwomen.com. We'll tell you what to do. It is dead, dead easy. And we would love to hear from you. And similarly, if there's anything in your world of work or life that you'd love to hear us discuss or you'd like to chip in and ask us a question, podcast at northernpowerwomen.com. Thank you so, so much for listening. The next episode is coming your way on Monday, August the 10th. Until then, I'm Sam Walker and the Northern Power Women podcast is a What Goes On Media production. Listener.